Welcome to the Sweet Run Podcast, your source for all things running and travel in super fun destinations around the world. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. Welcome to episode 75 of the Sweet Run Podcast. And this week, we are so happy to welcome Gus Harper to the show. Gus and I and Gerald have been friends for a very long time. Gus is a true runner. He loves this sport so much. He ran in high school and college and post-college for a team here in Los Angeles. Gus is a very talented runner. Um, He doesn't want to say that because he's super humble, but he is very talented and he is still running a lot. Uh, Gus is also a professional artist. He is a tremendous painter. His art is gorgeous and has been in movies and TV series and in art galleries, and he has painted all over the world. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Gus is the real deal. He, he's just genuine, and he's cool, and you would definitely want to go on a run with him. He gives us some awesome suggestions around Los Angeles, where he loves to run, dine out, hang out, and so much more in LA. So here we go. We wanted to take a moment to shout out our longtime sponsor of the show, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is a science-backed, trackable action plan that helps you answer the question, what is going on inside my body? It is an amazing tool for athletes and for just being on this earth. We all want to be healthy. We all want to live our best lives. And a big part of that is finding out what's going on on the inside of our body. And that's what you can do with Inside Tracker. You go and get a blood test or they come to you and you can get a blood draw and it takes about five to 10 minutes and they take care of everything else from giving you a comprehensive plan on what, you, what you're doing right and what you need to work on with recipe suggestions and all sorts of information to help point you into the right direction. So we love Inside Tracker. We have a code for you so you guys can enjoy Inside Tracker. Use the code SWEETRUN to take 25% off of everything that they have to offer and live your best life. Find out what's going on inside your body with Inside Tracker. The Sweet Run Podcast officially has merchandise, my friends. We are so excited to share the new Sweet Run mug. Designed and created by cross-country runner Josh Mitchell, who also happens to be our son, we're excited to share the new Sweet Run mug with you guys. Go to our website, check it out, buy one for yourself, share one with a friend, check out the new Sweet Run mug. And now, friends, please enjoy our super fun conversation with runner and professional artist, Gus Harper. Gus Harper, welcome to the Sweet Run podcast. We are super glad to have you. We weren't going to do that. Oh, well, we did it. (laughs) We'll use it or not, but... We can cut it out because I was going to say that... Gus did to have me? Yes. Well, Gus Harper and I have been friends for, should we count? Three or four years. (laughs) (laughs) Three or four years. How about, has it been, I don't know. (laughs) Let me see now. Huh? 30 years? 30. I was going to say it was a zero in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Studying. Man, that is crazy. I guess I should start being nicer to you guys. Apparently, you're part of my life. A you gotta bit. start being the nicer to country. us. Wow. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Just hanging out. I'm in my Venice home. Uh, I had a painting today. I went for a run right in right before the uh, right before talking to you guys. I just just got out of the shower. Awesome. Nice. I went for a run and didn't get in the shower. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> So one one of us smells better than the other. <laughs> How many miles did you run today? Like 16, 17 minutes. Oh, I was going to say. I ran about, no, I probably ran about four miles. Four when are we going to go on a run together again? You know, I'm up for it. And I come up your way quite a bit. I do most of my runs, not most, though, half of my runs. Half my runs are in Venice. 
half my runs are up in the Palisades in Malibu. I okay. Yeah. So that means you're going to text me and we're going to meet up and go on a run. Yeah. I'm a trail runner now. You nice. are? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Trails I've are always been a big fan of not running on pavement. Sure. And it, which is a, a something I always re, like. We all know that. And I just say it as a reminder, try not to be on the pavement too much. Yeah. Today I've been on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. I was thinking that today on my run. I was like, I, I, I ended up being on the pavement a little bit at the end, but it was all about grass and dirt the whole nice. run. Yeah. It's part of the experience. It's better on your joints. Good for the long term. But sometimes, you know, you just got to like, like today, sometimes there's like, you, I get home, I, I live in Venice and I'm kind of pressed for time. I just run out the front door. But it's not too long before I get to the beach. So, you know, you make it make it to the beach and then I'm running on the sand. And that's good. Yeah. Wow. It's a rough life. <laughs> <laughs> Gus, okay. Tell everybody listening. Well, we have so much to talk about, but I want to talk about your running journey a little bit because you are, you have such a, I love thinking about all the things that you've done with your running and you're fast and you've had a lot of success. So give us a little highlight about like college and post-college running and all of that. Okay. Well, I think it's, I think my running is something that was gifted to me from the experience of having the LA Olympics here in 1984 when I was a little kid, because I was young enough, you know, I was old enough to be playing sports, but young enough to still have heroes. So I was really excited about it. Like I never seen anything like that little kid, Olympics came to town, Carl Lewis, the milers, the marathon. It was super exciting. And so I got into running and I found out, you know, I was like halfway decent. Um, you know, for a minute, I might've thought I was fast. And I look back, Mike, I wasn't fast. <laughs> you know, I was, I was okay. I was good enough to run in college. I wasn't some superstar. I was just a guy who was athletic enough to, to you know, I won a few races here or there, but I wasn't, you know, some all American or Olympian or anything like that. But I have, a love for running and it's something that's part of my life and it's really important to who I am as an adult. I mean, it's, it's really important to my health, especially my mental health. And I know we're going to talk about traveling and it is something that definitely has enhanced my travel experience. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. but to kind of directly answer the question, I did run. So I ran at Santa Monica high school. I went to university of Oregon for a couple of years. I ran the 800 meters. And then I transferred to UC Santa Barbara, where we met, ran there for a couple of years until I graduated. And then I, I just had this zest for running. So I continued to run for it was called Track West or Fila Track West, um, a, a club on the west side of Los Angeles. So I ran for several more years and continued to compete. And then, you know, kind of realized like, hey, look, I'm not I'm not a world class athlete. I'm just a good athlete. And, I, um, and my priority be, was my art career, because that's where I'm making my mark in the world, not as an athlete. Um, but the lessons I learned as an athlete have definitely helped me in, in my adult life and in my professional career. How does running translate to art and what you do professionally? I, I don't, I'm not sure if I could say that it translates to it. I, I would say it enhances. Okay. Um, there is, but there is also, um, I, I got a lot of discipline from being an athlete and I will tell you, so I am a dude, I live alone. I work alone. Um, I have a really free schedule. Like I wake up whenever I want. I, the only time I ever set an alarm is if I'm catching a plane or going surfing. Like I just wake up when I wake up and there's two I'm jealous. I know it makes parents mad. <laughs> and, maybe and maybe that will change for me one day. But for now, that's my situation. And so when I wake up in the morning, I have nothing to do. Or I have everything in the world to do. So, you know, that's, that's it depends on how I want to look at it. And I wake up in the morning and really I have a crazy agenda. I wake up and I feel like I got to do this, 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 this. I'm like, sometimes I get so worked up with all the things I do. I realize, oh, that's all self-imposed. I don't have to do anything. But I've got a discipline of like, you got to get things done, you know, like, just kind of like, uh, 
it, it was, I'm not like so much pushing myself. It's, it comes more from a, a, a place of joy. Like I'm excited to go do these things, just like I used to be excited to go for a run. But there are some times when you do have to like have a little discipline when you mm -hmm. work for yourself and nobody's watching over you yeah. and nobody, you know, like anytime I got a studio couch, anytime I want to, I can lie down on the couch, put my feet up for an hour and nobody will know. And sometimes that's tempting, you know, but you gotta, you gotta be a little bit more driven. And then, uh, but then I have this thing that back when I was an athlete, no matter what I was doing, I had to get my run in because I was dedicated. And now as I'm approaching soon to be 50 years old, it's still super important that no matter what I'm doing, I got to stop and go, I get, I get my run in. Like I get my, I, I exercise every day. And I think some people are a little surprised about that. And I'm like, no, that's, it's not, that's not optional. It wasn't op like when you're 20 years old and you're on the track team, you can't miss practice. A football player can't not go to practice. A basketball player can't not, it's not optional. Well, that's still part of my life. It's not optional. I don't miss my run. Oh, that's great. Or, or my exercise. Yeah. I love I love hearing that. I want to walk back just a little bit because I wanted to um to ask you when you were running for Fila Club West, what distances were you racing during that time? I was an 800, 1500 guy. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like, and it's funny, like I will clarify because I still follow, like, you know, I go on Let's Run and I watch oh, the track results. <laughs> and I'm like, I am not fast. <laughs> I, I was, you know, I was just a, I was just an athletic guy. That's about it, you know. But, but I, but you know, I got into it, man. I loved to run. I was dedicated. I was into it. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were, you were a dedicated athlete for sure. Um, did you ever have you ever run a marathon, Gus, or do you have any aspirations? No Oddly. I've never run a marathon. Uh, I remember, I kind of, okay, so I remember back in the day, every Sunday, we'd run 18 or 20 miles. Yeah. And we would run at seven, at like 640, 630 pace. Why didn't I just one time run six more miles just to score a six, you know, to run a 250 marathon, which would be really hard for me now. But back in the day, I could have jogged that. So I wish I did that. Yeah. I did want to say I did, I, I have actually done Ironman. So I run the distance of a marathon, but that doesn't really count because kind of counts triple. It counts. Wait, <laughs> hold on. First of all, I did not. Why did I not? You I had to. Have, I was gonna say I had to know that. Quarter lane, right? I did do an Ironman, but that doesn't to me that doesn't count as a marathon because I don't want like. I mean, yes, I ran that far, but I didn't run it clean, like fresh, to find out how fast I could run a marathon. I just plodded through so slowly, you know. You, you got the bike, you can't feel your legs. And, and I didn't really actually train for that race. So I was completely underprepared. Yes. And it was Coeur d'Alene, right? Yeah, it was in Coeur d'Alene where my sister lived at the time. And my brother-in-law, brother-in-law, Brian, who's quite a runner. Uh, he was doing a bunch of uh, triathlons at the time. He inspired me to do it because he had done it. I was going to say, so you remember Gus doing this because I'm like, how could yeah. I forget something as major as you doing an Ironman? That's huge. When did you, what year did you do that? Well, that was a time that's gone by. It's been about 10 years now. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I ran the, I did the running part off just like muscle memory of being a runner. And, you know, biking is not that hard to pick up. Oh my gosh. Swimming was hard for me. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. I just told myself, don't hyperventilate. Like, don't get out of breath at the beginning. Within two minutes, I was hyperventilating, getting kicked <laughs> in the face. <laughs> you're an amazing... I, I was traumatized after the swim. But. I have to say, Gus, you're an amazing natural athlete. I mean, because that is not... That would not be me. I could not be like, oh, yeah, I did a marathon in the middle of the iron... Or at the end of an Ironman off of muscle memory. Or, yeah, you know, and then I biked 100... You know, before that, I biked 112 miles. Like, are you kidding me? I would be beyond dead. And you're well, just like, I, yeah. I, probably, I was pretty dead the next day, I'll say. <laughs> but, you know, you know what's, what was cool about that is before that, you know, I used to be... An, like, I used to... If I would enter a 5K, like a road race, there was a chance I could win or get third, you know? So when I did the Ironman, there was no chance I could win. And for the first time I was like, 
oh, this is what it's like to be one of those people who just runs it to complete it. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, I, I'm doing it for fun. <laughs> and I remember in the middle of the bike ride, I said, is this fun? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually having a pretty good time. It's pretty cool. It was, it was really pretty. Well, that's good. Good. You didn't have like regrets in the middle of the race. Like, wait a minute. I can't win this thing. What the heck am I doing? Where, where's the closest burger joint? I'm, I'm done with this thing. <laughs> it was, it's pretty, you want to be, if you have a worst event, you want to be the swim. So, you know, the men, we wear the blue hats and then the blues, you know, whatever, swim hats, swim caps. Yeah. yeah what a non-swimmer in. I remember one time I was swimming along and I look up and all I saw was pink hats around me. Like there was, yeah. I was in the back. All the men were gone. I was, and then, uh, but then everybody's dying on the bike ride. I just started passing people. Yeah. And then on the run, as slow as I was running, I passed so many people because people just started walking. They were so dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just by keeping going, I was passing people. So. But 2.4 mile swim is no joke. Yeah. That's a little bit yeah. of a swim. Especially yeah. for somebody who's not, you know, I'm a, like, I'm a beach kid. Like I grew up swimming, I surf, but I'm not a proficient swimmer by any means. Would you ever do another one? Uh, you know, I borrowed a bike to do it. <laughs> and I, I didn't even like after the race, they will offer you to ship the bike back home for you. I was like, nope, shipped it back to my buddy. <laughs> so I don't even have a bike. I have a beach cruiser. I so. love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, the thing is, it takes a lot of time. And, uh, you know, I do, I do my, I'm so into my art right now that it's just a choice. I like, I, I can, I can always have time for a run. You don't always want to make time. It's a choice. I don't want to make time to go for a five hour bike ride all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big choice. commitment. Yeah. How many so, miles, what do you, what would you say is your like weekly mileage of what you're running right now? It's so low. It's, it's kind of hard for me to comprehend because remember we used to run 80 miles a week. So I thought about that question. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, we, remember we used to run four miles to warm up. No, now, you miles, used to run 80 miles a week. My yeah. 80 miles a week didn't come until way later. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, was I, watching I, you. I wasn't doing that when I was like a freshman in college. Like that was my like senior year and all that. Um, so I probably run, I probably average four or five miles, you know, every other day to be honest it's not that much mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, i'm exercising every day but i'm not it's not necessarily a run now some, some days i'll run like five six days in a row and if i'm if i'm someplace beautiful like it's gonna happen even more but it all averages out like i'm like yeah a lot of days i uh like i used to play basketball a lot go to the gym or go surfing mm-hmm. you know a lot of days i do both i, I probably run a little bit more than i'm saying. probably five days a week that's okay. a that's a yeah. solid amount of running, Gus. I mean, it's not that's, like you're like, oh, I'm training for something. I mean, no. four to five miles a day. That's a that's a solid amount of running every day. It's yeah, more than just keeping keep the rust off. I don't go for ten mile runs at all anymore. I mean, that's so rare. The only time I do that is on some place that's so beautiful I can't stop running. But normally it's like four miles on the beach, and it's sort of a carpe diem thing, like to see the sunset, yeah, and to be healthy, and you know, just as just capture in the day. Okay. That's beautiful. All right. I want to talk, or we want to talk about your painting art. and your art. 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 Tell art. us, I mean, everyone listening, you're going to see photos. We're going to show you Gus's artwork. And if you're in the LA area, come to one of his art shows. Your work is, it's breathtaking. It's beautiful. And you um, have been painting for such a long time. So tell us like how you got into art and when did you decide to make it your career ah so you just reminded me the link between running and and my painting and you would think why how could there be an overlap oh but there is <laughs> so my mom's an artist so that's why i always knew that you know a person could be an artist like just the, that was in my lexicon like you know you ask a little kid you ask josh hey josh what do you want to be when you grow up like when i mean when he was like six yeah and they say like I want to be an astronaut, a fireman, an NFL player, and an artist. And artist was one of my things. Okay. And as I got older, the other things kind of peeled off. And the art, I kind of had this, it was like this way of living that I venerated, you know, like I like revered somebody would be an artist. I think I looked up to it. It's probably because how my mom spoke of her fellow artists. 
Yeah. And I just, I always wanted to be an artist. But when I was in school, I was just a guy who did an art class. That's all. But I knew in my heart that that's something I wanted to do. Some, like someday I'm going to be an artist. And one, one of the good things I learned is there is no someday. You got to go for it now. So I, I was, I am proud of myself that I took the chance when I was young. If I didn't take the chance when I was young, I would be the guy who waited until I was retired to try to chase the dream. But the fun running story is that, do you guys know what a grid transfer drawing is? It's, it's something you do, like high, like kids will do it to learn how to draw. It's a, it's a school exercise. Okay. We take a black and white photo and you put a, a grid on it. Okay. And then you copy square by square from the photo onto a piece of paper. So you don't have to be overwhelmed by the task of drawing the whole image. You just do one little section at a time. Oh, right, right. Kind of like yes. running a race, just run one race at a time. It's a, it's a learning technique. And we had to do it as an assignment when I was a kid. And they said, find a picture in the newspaper of black and white. So, well, I ran the 800 meters. And I thought I was a big shot because I was the fastest guy in my conference. <laughs> you were a big shot. <laughs> yeah, then I went to Oregon and the coach said, you're not going to be the slowest guy on the team. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You'll be close. <laughs> and they got faster. But anyways, I was on the 800 meters. Well, Johnny Gray, the American record holder and the Olympic medalist, he was in the newspaper. So I cut out a photo of him and I did a drawing of him. Mm-hmm. And I, that was my project. Well, I was training at Santa Monica City College, getting ready to go to Oregon. I just graduated high school. Johnny Gray was training on the track. I saw him. I'm like, there's Johnny Gray. Oh, my God. You know, exciting that is when you're a kid. Like, I still kind of had heroes. Yeah. But my dad was picking me up from my dad. Yeah, my dad was picking me up. And I called my dad. I said, hey, dad, when you come to pick me up, can you bring down that drawing of Johnny Gray? I want to get Seiko autograph. So he brought it down. So I go up to his coach. I'm like, hey, can I get Johnny's autograph? He said, yeah, just get him between his intervals. So Johnny was training with another guy. And I went up to him between intervals. I'm like, excuse me, you know, Johnny, could you autograph this for me? He's like, sure, kid. Grabs my Sharpie. And he looks at the drawing. He goes, whoa. Whoa. And his friend looked at it too. Like, they couldn't believe it because it had like the little expression on his face, this grimace he makes. He was really taken by it. And he said, hey, man, this is really good. He's like, could you draw me one? I'll pay you for it. And wow. I said, I don't know why I said this. I said, draw you one. I'll pay you one. And so all of a sudden, my hero gives me his phone number. And I have a commission. My first ever commission is from the American record holder in the 800 meters. Wow. I oh, never dude, knew that, that so story. Cool. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. And when I, I was I was 17, I was a young 17. I was a very young dude. And uh, that was a like, little affirmation you can give kids. You know, that, that carries a lot of weight. And the funny thing is, when I was in college, I did get fast enough that I could, I actually ended up training with Johnny. We became sort of friends and I trained with him. I and he was awesome. probably a little too fast for me to be training with. Like, I had to haul ass to keep up with him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we'd be doing 400 meters. I'm like, I shouldn't be running this fast at this point of the year. But, you know, like, it, was, it didn't make sense with the phase I was in. But anyways, uh. Amazing. For years, I'd be running on San Vicente. He would drive by. He'd see me running, and he'd lean out the window and say, "I got the first one," and then he'd speed off because he knows yeah. he got the first ever sale. Oh my sweet. gosh, that is sweet! Do you yeah. ever see him? Do you ever run into him? I haven't seen him in in uh, like ten years, but it was a long time. I used to see him. I haven't just haven't seen him around. I think he lives in the valley or something. Um, that oh my gosh. There are so many stories that he, like, I'll, I'll never have a, a big head about any success I've had at art because everything that's happened to me, it's been like people having my back or supporting me. Like, I look at my art shows and like, you know, people like you who have been friends with me for so many years, yeah, you know, and who, who's been so supportive. Like, I'm, o- I'm only where I am because of, you know, like, the love that other people have given me. So, well, maybe talk about following your passion and your passions and having it come back around. Because if you, you know, you're in art class and you pick a, I don't know, a flower or whatever the heck else you pick out of the newspaper or anywhere else, you don't have that photo, right? I mean, you don't have that drawing. You don't have that drawing when those, when that moment happens, but you followed your passion and you put them together and bam, got your first sale on yeah. the uh, Santa Monica City 
College track. My goodness. Or was it Santa Monica High School track? Santa Monica City College. Okay. Okay. And you know, I still have that the autograph drawing. I have it still. Absolutely. Of course you do. Yeah. It's funny. I I thought that drawing was so good. <laughs> I found it. I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> it looks like a 17 year old druid. Like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, you you've yeah, evolved over the years, right? right? Yeah. I was like that. That was back when I would follow the. I was following the rules. Like I I did a, an accurate drawing. It was very clearly like, you know, oh, I can draw somebody realistically, which is cool. It's a cool like trick, but it's like not that really inspiring. But I know that that was like a, a poignant moment, you know, like absolutely several years before I saw my next painting. Hey, well, you knew the door was open and now you can, you can run through it, right? I knew that it was a possibility. That's it. Man. I, I want to talk about too. And that just like reminds me. Tell everybody some, because you've had some of your paintings in like television shows and movies. And like, I want to talk about that. It's really impressive. It does remind me of that whole thing of uh, success is hard work meets opportunity. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I just happened to live in Los Angeles. And so this is Hollywood. So sometimes set decorators need paintings. And it all started like somebody needed some set decorator or someplace called an art dealer and said, I need this kind of painting. And the art dealer says, I know a guy who can do that. And it was me. And one thing led to another. And, um, you know, like one, one set decorator I befriended was a guy named Jeffrey Kushan. That guy has done so much to support me. Like he's just, he kind of became like a big brother figure to me. Like just, you know, like he gives me a lot of love. He's just really supportive. And, uh, he does that. He one of the shows he's working on is Station 19. He just put a, one of my pieces on that. Uh, he got me on Modern Family. That, yeah, he, that's, that's the one the that show. did it for me. Okay. I totally yeah. remember watching. I'm just, I don't know. I, I, it wasn't a show I regularly watch, but I happened to be watching. There was some scene, like an office, and then there's this painting in the background. I'm like, I know that paint. Why do I? Oh, that's good. That's good. This work. You know, my stuff's been on a lot of shows, but sometimes it's like way in the background. But that one, they actually show yes. pretty well. And then sometimes they'll call, they'll come to me and they're like, like for straight out of Compton, they needed something. They said, hey, what do you have? Like there was a certain thing that they were looking for a vibe that like, could you make something? And I told them about my lion painting. Like, that's what we need for Shirk Knight's office. Yeah. So I remember I went to see straight out of Compton. And at a very inappropriate time in the movie, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it was a fight scene breaks out and I'm cheering because there's my painting in the background. <laughs> yes, that was another one that stood out to me. Wait, I was like, that's Gus. I did not know that it was well, you had a painting in Straight Outta Compton. Now I have to go watch yes, it. Yes, we'll have to go back. I will I can go right to the scene. Yeah. See, I like I just like to drop that into like podcast conversations because it gives me street cred. <laughs> you gotta do that. You get major street cred. <laughs> um, you have traveled, Gus, like literally all over the world, running and painting. Yeah. What would you say? I mean, gosh, what country or what place has stood out to you? If you could pick one or two, where you were like, I'm gonna go on a run, and I'm gonna come back and paint, or just tell us a little bit about because you've been so many beautiful places. Okay, so. A lot of, a, it's it's traveling by foot. So sometimes it's just a really, really long walk. But I think, you know, sometimes that feels sort of similar. Like when I'm, like I went trekking in the Himalayas. By the way, let's not make a big deal about trekking. I remember my, I was asking questions to my cousin who had been trekking. I'm like, I was asking him, like, hey, is it hard? Is it arduous? Like how many days? And he goes, it's just walking. And I'm like, right, <laughs> just walking. But, just walking. you know, it's still like kind of like you're out in nature and it's beautiful. And I, you know, I went trekking in Nepal, so I just went just walking. But, you know, afterwards, I remember I got back to and my truck was over. I went on some awesome runs in Nepal. Like I would just go for a run up a local mountain with the Himalayas in the background. And yeah, that inspires me. And sometimes I would take my gear and put it over my back and run up a hill so I could go be by myself and paint someplace. And it's pretty damn cool when you're painting with the Himalayas as a backdrop, you know, that, and, and, and also like, that's part of the creative process is you, you're, I mean, it sounds so trite, but you're really just, you're oxygenating, you're stimulating the brain. And that's a lot of time to daydream, come up with ideas for paintings. I mean, the amount of ideas I've come up when I travel, like I come back, 
I'm ready to go. I got ideas. I can't wait to get back to my studio after I travel. Mm. I don't know if I answered the question. What countries? Uh, no, no, no. I, I love uh, Nepal. That sounds incredible. I'm trying to think where I went on my best runs. You know, oddly, I remember going some really good runs in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's on my list. Um, some and then some of the places like it's just so weird to go. For, I went. I went some good runs in Sri Lanka. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I really like Sri Lanka. You sometimes there's, there's places where it's just it's weird. Nobody goes for a run, so you know. And I'm I'm in parts of the world where people would stare at me anyways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm running. You know, like you're definitely gonna get some stares. You know, they're like, "What is that American guy doing?" Yeah. And by the way, there's a whole other thing. Had I been a female running in some of these countries, like maybe you just shouldn't even do it. You know, it's like right. You know, like it's it's pretty funny, especially like maybe like when I was in uh, Indonesia and Malaysia, I think I was quite a peculiarity to people. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Have there been any runs where you said I probably shouldn't have run there? Uh, I've definitely taken some wrong turns. Like, where did I just go? I've made some sharp U turns before. Okay. But I think also part of that is like, like I remember, you know, I, I didn't really become like the traveler. I am. I didn't become an intrepid traveler until I got into my thirties. Okay. Yeah. He knows. And I, but I remember one time I ran into this park and I'm like, oh, I should not be here. But now I'm more used to that kind of area. Now I go kind of anywhere. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think there's certain places where I just like, yeah, I shouldn't run at nighttime. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know? Um, where I might, like in El Salvador, maybe there's some places like, um, or maybe it's just because I met some people there and they just decided they didn't like me. Uh, and it was, very, it was, like usually you say, oh, it's nothing personal. Like, you know, this was personal. There were oh, some people wow. who didn't like me. I'm like, yeah, you should probably watch my back here. Kind okay. Of How could anybody uh, not like you? Ah, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff happens. Stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, my Spanish is not that great. So sometimes I say things incorrectly. I'll just blame it on that. Oh, yeah. The whole language barrier thing. And then but you're you're good enough to apologize through it all. You know, hey, I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. Yeah, I I do realize I also um, I I, I know like I look like a soldier a little bit. (laughs) So sometimes when people think I'm military, I like American oh. military. There's just there are all kinds of weird things, you know. That's interesting. Like, just be careful. I'm always, I'm almost always traveling by myself. Yeah. Well, you just make sure you, you know. Yeah. Be, be mindful. Be mindful. <laughs> be safe. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, the truth is you're running like you're, I, I don't know. I don't think anything really bad has ever happened. No. That's good. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know I think about you sometimes because like what I love about your lifestyle is like, there's been times where I've talked to you and you're like, oh, I'm going to Costa Rica tomorrow. Like, I'm just like up and gone to another country, just like at the drop of a hat. And I think for me that that's like such a cool lifestyle to have. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't think people always believe me because um, actually I had a talk with a friend today and she wanted to schedule like she wanted to have dinner. And we were talking like that concept of like making plans for like next week or 10 days from now. And I was like, oh, 10 days from now. Like I have a friend who has a wedding in June wanted me to say the date. I'm like, June. <laughs> June. But, it's nearly April, Gus. You're like, I don't know where I'm going to be in June. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to be next week. Like I'm actually literally thinking like, she's like, what do you mean you, you don't know where you're going to be? I'm like, you know, it occurred to me to go, I'll just say it, it occurred to me to go to Columbia. Like I don't have to clear it with work. I can go tomorrow. I've done that before. I bought a ticket. I saw a ticket. I, I can go. So I like that. I think it's kind of fun. That's so fun. When I was younger, I would not have done that because, like I said, I wasn't really the intrepid traveler. I didn't know how to just pick myself and go. Like I thought, you know, you got to do research and you got to, you know, now I've done it. Now I was like when I went to Sri Lanka, I didn't know I was going to go to Sri Lanka until like a day and a half before. And I got there. I'm like, what am I going to do now? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's really weird. When you've done no research on a country and you spontaneously end up there and you're like, so what's the currency here again? Oh my God. 
And then like, like, do you just like, how do you figure out where to stay? Do you just like, oh, this looks, I'll just wander into this place. Uh, you know, I use an app. I use Agoda and I, and I learned how to like, you know, kind of find a place you reserve it the night before. But sometimes you get there and you're like, oh, good God, I'm going to spend one night here and get out. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I travel by myself. So like, you know, I just need a place I can lock up my bag for the day that's safe. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the places, like if I was traveling with like, say, oh, I don't know, a woman, I might not like say, hey, what do you think of this lovely place? Like we might get out. <laughs> it's pretty dingy. I'm like, yeah, I probably won't stay here very long. Oh, that's so But funny. you never know. There was a place I stayed in Indonesia. It was $10. Like it was a hut with a hammock on a deck overlooking crystal clear water. I could just jump off and it was, it was just so amazing. It was, mm. it was $10 a night. It was, it was paradise. And I just sat there and I painted on that deck for a week and just hung out and was swimming and scuba diving. So you never know. I want to find, why is that never happens to me, Gus? Like, well, I mean, I would love to go somewhere and find a $10 a night. Did you, you didn't hear the formula. Hotel. Uh, <laughs> you just wake up and you go buy the ticket and you end up there and you figure out as you go. It doesn't always work. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, I got, you know, I've, I've been like held up sort of, like, I don't know. I've been like, I, I've been locked in a room <laughs> by, uh, what do you call them? Like the, uh, you know, the, the TSA of other countries, oh. you know, the, the airport police, you know, they, you know, like see a guy traveling by themselves and they take me aside and try and extort money from me. You know, like, are you serious? Oh yeah. That's yeah. scary. It is. It's a little, it's a little scary. I mean, if it had happened to me when I was younger, I would have been totally daunted, but yeah. now I'm like more, uh, just kind of roll with it. You know, do you have to give them money? I had, I, I was, uh, yeah, I, I, I greased a, that's a customs official. I greased yes. a customs official. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, it was funny. The guy said, do not speak of this. And I said, I'm going to tell everybody. And you <laughs> yeah. heard it here on the Sweet Run podcast. <laughs> that was Whatever an country that was. Uh, <laughs> sorry, he didn't really mean to break his silence or maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> but then, you know, I, I thought about it and I, I paid the guy off. I got into the country and I had the time of my life. Okay. So, that, extra you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I, I remember like one place in Vietnam, like I just clearly went to the wrong area and there was like nothing to do. And I walked. So I just walked. I went for a run on the beach and I just walked forever. Like, I'm like, well, how far is it into town? Like, like too far, too far to walk. And usually I say that, you know, it's like a mile. And you're like, fine, I'll walk it. No, it was like 15 miles. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. And like, well, can I take a taxi? Like, I was just, I just went to the wrong area. You don't always do it right. Sure. Yeah. And that's the fun of it, I think. Yeah. Ah, but in that place in Vietnam, I remember I was in this dingy hotel. I'm like, what am I going to do? Nighttime. So I just painted, I put up a painting on the wall and I painted on the wall. And uh, yeah, I remember that painting I brought back to America. It ended up on some TV show. So it was like, this, the, as a, you know, something good came out of it. Yeah. yeah, I will. I'll say we, so you guys listening, we have a beautiful original painting from Gus that he, forever. yeah, he painted for us for our wedding and it's just stunning. How and many years ago was that? 21, 21 almost. Um, feels like about three or four years ago. I know. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but nah. I still love it. We, it's hanging in our living room. So. Yeah. Um, well, we want to dive into LA. Okay. And where you live in Venice in the LA area. So can you tell everybody like if you were going to take somebody on a run that was coming to LA, where would you suggest for them to go? Okay. If, if they were visiting, I would say Will Rogers Park is a great place to go for a run. If you want, you know, if you want to go for like a four mile, beautiful run and see the ocean and you can do loops there. I always tell people, Whenever it rains or it's windy, the next day you got to go up in the mountains. You got to go up because in Los Angeles, that's when it's beautiful because the air is cleared out. Mm -hmm. So Will Rogers is kind of a no-brainer. Um, then there's places way out farther in Malibu that I will take somebody to, but you got to know where to go. Yeah. Right. So that's like not really right in town. Um, like my one of my favorite places, um, I don't even know how to say what it is. It's in the Newberry Park area. 
like oh. at the very north end of the Santa Monica Mountains. I think it's called like Potrero Park. Or Potre- what? Yes, you know I used thing? to run that in high school. I yes, it's I didn't you know I didn't know about that. It's not too far from Cal State Channel Islands. It's up there. Yeah, it's off yeah, Lynn Road. Yeah. yeah, you can go on. There's big Sycamore Canyon out there. That's right. We so used to run that in high school. Amazing rolling hills. You can go crazy on the hills, or you can go just kind of undulating. And it's what I like about it is that it's all you can just run miles and miles of all dirt, and it's beautiful. That's a really cool area. Mm. The coolest areas I won't tell you about. I'll, I'll only take you. All right, you heard okay. it. So yeah. Well, now you gotta you know, take me because some of these places in Malibu, I probably I mean, there's so many hidden gems. I bet you I know mean, some that I don't know. I'm still finding them. My favorite run is new. Ooh. You know, and it's like I don't. The, I I don't tell. It's not my not telling people is not for the sake of being exclusionary. It's just it's this. It's like the spirit of like. If you seek, you'll find it. And even you can seek by just asking me to take you and I'll take you there. But I don't want to just like send people to this awesome spots. It's like, I like it to be special. Yeah. The joy of finding it. Yeah. And that experience. It's kind of like, you know, when I was, when I was a kid, like the most sacred animal was a mountain lion. It was like this thing you never saw. And one time I saw, I did see a mountain lion in Santa Barbara and it was such an awesome experience. And I love that, that I had this it ran right across the road in front of me. I killed it <laughs> with my hands. With your bare hands. Yeah, ate it. Uh, <laughs> it's just like magical experience. I've seen a mountain lion, and then a couple years later, I was dating some girl, and we went to the San Diego Zoo, and there was a mountain lion in a cage, and it made me mad. I'm like, no, 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 you can't just see a mountain lion. You can't just pay a ticket and see a mountain lion. Like that's supposed to be like a special experience, you know? Yeah. You have to yes. go out into the, and it, it's just like, and people are walking by like with their little kids, like, oh, there's a mountain lion. They keep walking like, and, and also that animal should not have been caged up. Those yeah. things are not, they need huge areas. Yes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, sometimes with the, like there's certain runs that you like, Will Rogers, yeah, just go to Will Rogers. You can get there, you can park, run, it's a national park, it's fine. But some of the other ones like, nah, you don't just get it that easy. You gotta go seek it, you gotta okay. go find that beauty. So now if someone listening, what there might be somebody that takes you up on it and then they'll, we'll put your information in the show notes and they <laughs> actually like contact you. Would you really take them? Uh, a stranger? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know yeah. If they were, if they, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a trek to get there. Yeah. I would, you know what the, you know what the, my go-to run is though, is just, which is so awesome. I just go run on Venice beach at low tide. Okay. I run from like basically where the skate park is, like Malibu, uh, Venice, uh, the circle. Mm-hmm. And I run out across the boardwalk onto the sand. And then when you get a low tide, it's flat and just run to the marina and back. And it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I, you know, I don't know if you know, this as part of my art, I'll go really far with my sculptures to photograph my sculptures up in like beautiful places up in the mountains. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I just like, I hiked seven miles with these sculptures on my back to take photos of them out in the, and then on the way home, I just popped them down the beach. I'm like, yeah, that photo's better. Yeah. <laughs> right there. And it's so you right can go there. really far up in the mountains to find this place, but it's not going to be more beautiful than just running on the beach. But you know, not that I'm diving too far into this, but I mean, Venice is cha- Venice Beach has changed so much. Like when I run down there, and I know it's different, like if you're actually on the sand, but when you're on the boardwalk, I mean, don't you find that it's like, you're doing a lot of dodging. I mean, it's like it's and you're kind dodging of gotten a, lot of a little people. sketchy in those parts, and it makes me sad. I mean, I don't know. I know it's a uh, lot but, of controversy. But I bet you haven't been lately, have you? In the last couple, like last month or three? No, I haven't. Has it changed? Because they, it's been cleaned up. Oh, oh wow. what? Yeah, it was. I had to say it was heartbreaking. Yeah. How frankly gross it had become. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. go anymore. It was kind of. It was scary. It was disgusting. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was upsetting. And if you're from here, it hurts to see your hometown turned into that. Yeah. And then one day, you know, politicians were getting to fight. Somebody wasn't doing their job. They weren't doing anything about it. And the sheriff says, if you're not going to do your job, I'll do it. And they, they cleared it out. It's all those tents are gone. What? Yes. It's all gone. I go down there now, you go to the skate park. It's back how it was back in the day where it's just like, entertainers just and people yeah. walking around playing music and skateboarding and 
rollerblading. There's no more of that. It's 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 back to the way it was. It's sweet. Well, that but, makes me yeah. happy because I was kind of getting to that point where I literally was like avoiding. Well, in yeah. just so many different parts of of town, I was like, what's happening to our city? It's literally yeah. like going down the drain. It is. It is an amazing phenomenon that has happened in the last literally two years, three yeah. years maybe tops. I mean, there's a lot of homeless people. Yeah. And yeah, and it's and that's one of those things like, you know, sometimes I get insomnia. And um, I remember one time I went down to the beach because I was so awake at three in the morning and I went for an amazing run at three in the morning at low tide. I saw a sea lion and I like, <laughs> jump over it. It was really foggy <laughs> and I loved it. But I thought to myself, I'm like, my sister is not allowed to do that. Yeah, right. It's right. not safe down there. No, it's not. Yeah, I can't like, believe I'll go do that. that, you know. But, yeah. You know. Yeah, no bueno. Yeah. We got to switch it up and we got to talk about some food because we've done a lot of running. I know. So We're hungry now. Where are you going to take us to eat or send someone to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, all the good stuff? What are your oh, favorites? Oh, okay. Um, I'm all about, if you come to, like, am I, am I giving advice to somebody visiting LA kind of for the first time? Yes. I'm yes, or, or it, also people that live here that may not know well, yeah. for anybody. But yes, mostly visitors. Um. Okay, I'm I'm a taco truck guy. Taco stand. Okay. Okay. Like I like go find the best taco stand. Like that's that's so fun. It's so LA. And you're gonna get some really good food. Where's yours? Where's your um, favorite? So my um I guess there's one that the one I go to the most, it's right by my house on Lincoln Boulevard, but it's not just the proximity, it's really good. Like the uh Pastor tacos with, or you can get the quesadilla with pineapple on it. So good. Yeah. My favorite taco place is in downtown LA, Sonora Town. Okay. Oh, love that one. It's on the, you can actually see it on the Taco Chronicles. Oh. Have you ever seen that Netflix show? No. Oh, no, I uh, haven't seen it. Okay. It's actually a really good show and it's all over, but they did one episode in Los Angeles and they featured Sonora Town. Okay. So, and I, I'm downtown about one, almost once a week doing some, I paint with a friend down there. Okay. So he kind of rolls his eyes and I'm like, Sonora Town, right? <laughs> like, I love to go there. I want to go there. I've um, kind of ooh. been there. Yeah. Uh, so, what else? Any like dinner spots and dessert too? Dessert? Um, you know, I eat cookies all day long. <laughs> you know I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cookie if, fan. If you knew how, no, but if you knew how many cookies I eat. Like, Where do you put them though? I mean, you're so fit. <laughs> that's why he runs <laughs> I, eat I eat so many cookies i actually made a bet last night with a friend i bet her a hundred dollars i could go a week without cookies Ooh! and so today today i didn't have a cookie and everybody knows i like cookies my my friend elsie brought me a cookie and it looks so good i'm like yeah i made a bet i can't eat i'm not it's not the money it's the pride i'm not i'm not of course oh yeah yes. is, is today day one of no cookies i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm shaking right now. I'm detoxing. Oh my gosh. That's a big deal. Seven yeah, I get, days. So I get like the, you know, like the monster cookies, you know, like the big, a big size cookie. Yeah. yeah. So I have one of those every day. That's a given. And then I usually just kind of eat cookies throughout the day. Where do you, where's the best where place the to go get a cookie in LA? Well, okay. The funnest place would probably be Diddy Reese. Oh, <gasps> yes. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Now, like I've been going there. I've been, when I was in junior high school, my buddies and I used to ditch school, go to Diddy Reese. And the cookies used to be four for a dollar. Now they went crazy and raised the prices and they're three for a dollar. Yeah. Oh, so that's the still travesty. a fun place to go. I know. Yeah. So Diddy Reese right over by UCLA in Westwood yeah. is still a really fun place to go. And as a matter of fact, at one of my shows, I think I just went over and ordered a hundred dollars worth of Diddy Reese cookies and put them out. Oh and, my you know, God. all the old school guys from LA, they, they said, this is Diddy Reese, isn't it? They knew. Yes. Um, they knew. And everybody mother. must have loved you. <laughs> That's like the best. It's pretty fun. And it's pretty fun to go there as an adult because it's so silly. You know, it's and the line is great. Football, but it moves really quickly. Yeah. We're yeah. All, like, there's been a couple times where we've been in the back of that line and we're like, is it oh, worth it? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you take the kids there. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's such a good time. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, and there's a lightheartedness. Like, you know, you guys got four kids. You, you Only three, kids. dude. Don't do that. Only <laughs> three. <laughs> Don't give me one more. I can't take I'm anymore. Like, where's the fourth one? <laughs> oh, you, Natalie, you didn't tell him yet? 
I know. <laughs> Sorry, you you had to hear about it on the podcast. Kylie's <laughs> pregnant right now. Um, um, okay. What by the way, like- speaking of which, so cool seeing your kids and Josh is a man now. He's Don't like, even yeah. say that, dude. No. Could, oh like, my he's, gosh. He's like a cool dude. He's like, hey, how's it going, man? I know. He's crazy. Cool. Like, I was like, wow, he's cool. Like, I hang out with that guy. <laughs> well, I do have to say today, Megan was like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, oh, you know, dad and I have a podcast with Gus. And she was like, Gus, the artist. And I said, yeah. She's like, oh, I love Gus. I love his paintings. And like, for her to say that, like yeah. she doesn't dole out compliments. I was like, whoa, that's a big deal. So there you go. You got a seal of approval from Megan. And Megan's the, sh- is she the shyest of the three? Yes. I, I out, of- in public. Yes. Not at, at home. home. Oh my gosh. The <laughs> loudest uh, of the three. So, yeah. So I know a lot of like um, ice cream and cookie places. You know, I think um, most people when they come to LA, um, they, they like where I take them because I take them to places they're not normally going to get to go. Yes. But I think a lot of people, they want to know like the frou-frou restaurants and they want to go out and, and, and Hollywood and all that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Um, I don't do that. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. That's um, why we, that's why we talk to locals. I know. You know we don't, we don't do that. The, the, the touristy everyday, you know, things you always hear about Hollywood. We want to know like, the good stuff and breakfast, man. We didn't talk. We skipped over. I breakfast. know. I know. Where do we go for breakfast? Oh, that's a big question. There's so many. Rut's Hut. Rut's that's Hut. Good, okay. Yeah, that's You've heard place. of that? I've heard of it. I haven't been there. Rut's but I've heard Hawaiian. Of that's pretty good. I'm Washington Place in Mar Vista. Um, it ain't the healthiest place in the world, but man, it sure is good. It's kind of old school. Yeah. I like um, it. Yeah, I said that might be one of my favorite places. Okay. And then, you know, we have so many good donut places. I know. By the way, all your people are hearing right now is this guy who's a runner, eats donuts, (laughs) cookies, ice cream. Taco stands. Taco taco stands. stands. I'm like, yeah. The greasy spoon diner. You know, I throw in my broccoli too. There you go. It's all about, you got to treat yourself. Treat yourself, you know, every once in a while. Or for you every day with the cookies. Yeah. It's a it's part of the carpe diem thing. Like I eat it with joy. Like, look, I mean, I, I laugh at us and they say this, but like I actually do, I think I actually do after even after saying this, eat pretty healthy. Um, because I get my I don't eat like I'm not eating fast food. I'm not eating like a lot of like um food you would get at 7 Eleven, that kind oh, of stuff. Gosh. You know, you know that you know what I do? I go to grocery stores all the time. Like I love to go to vintage grocers in Malibu. I go oh, for right yeah. out there, and then I get that you know the, the the food already cooked. Like they would do a Whole Foods type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I get my I get all my nutrients in. I and it's the amount of the quality of food that's available to us right now is so amazing. I know. Yeah. I know yeah. California because it's such an agricultural state. We always have fresh everything yes. in the and farmer's market you know everything yeah and being a port city if, if we don't grow it it's coming in somewhere on a plane a boat somewhere all year round so it's like yeah you, you can enjoy it. what's your favorite donut place oh um that's a, that's a hard question i mean i know there's like sidecar which is, yes oh I'm big and there's um blue star donuts they have a blueberry bourbon donut Ooh. yeah and it's one of those things, like, I walk in, I'm like, why in the world is a donut $4? It made me mad. And then I took a bite of it. I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay. Ah. Real I guess, you know, it's like gourmet. But my favorite donut place is old school DK Donuts. Of course. Of course. You know, you know that place on... on uh, That's Gerald's on, yes. number one jam. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'll say like, oh, you want to go to Sidecar? And he's like, we're going to DK's. DK Donuts, man. Yeah. DK's. Man, the good, good donut. And your yeah. dollar goes a long way because mm. everybody wants some. So <laughs> that's a great donut place. It is. But you got to bring cash. And the, yes, and the visual display of all the different colors and all the things you can eat there. You know, it's not a real donut place if the donuts don't come in a pink box. That's true. Right. It's got to be pink. That's right. Yeah. What about a place to go if people want to come to LA and like, you know, experience a little bit of like go out for a drink, a beer or something and kind of have a whole LA Nightlife. Nightlife. A little bit. A little bit. I have no idea. <laughs> I know. 
it's funny like she gets laughed like I, I never go out for drinks <laughs> we don't either but you know i would okay so i guess if i was taking somebody out i would take them on i would take them in my neighborhood so i would go out on rose avenue in venice there's a lot going on there you can get great food there's a fun vibrant scene i think that's pretty fun and you know what i like it, like if somebody's gonna drink like go go get a beach cruiser and ride your bike around yeah you know i there's no excuse for people drinking and driving totally in the, in the uber era but you can go up and down rows and in main street just ride your beach cruiser yeah and, ha- and have fun and that's and it's like great people watching there's really good quality food so i would say that stretch of rose avenue between lincoln and the ocean yep okay that's i got you perfect that's that's my area that's right okay. abikini is a lot of fun too yes yeah, Venice, the Venice Circle. Um, I guess the places I go out, I just get hamburger. Everybody else is getting a beer. I'm getting a burger and calling it a day. I know. You know, it's funny in LA, like I really do feel like everything closes relatively early or early because everyone gets up so early so they can surf, run, bike, hike. It's very yeah. much outdoor culture type of mindset. That's true. It's not, have you ever been to Hawaii? Parties in Hawaii end at nine o'clock. Oh, do they, oh, wow. they, get, they get up with the sun? It's crazy. They're really early. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That so, makes sense though. You can enjoy the whole day and yeah, they just they they're all about the outdoors. It's really cool. So, so Gus, in the spirit of not the typical LA scene, if you were going to suggest I go someone go see or do something in LA, what would you give them that's not like Go to the Hollywood sign or, you know. Right. Because I wouldn't tell you to go to the Hollywood sign. Of course not. Rather go to the Hollywood sign, I would go to the Watts Towers. Oh. Okay. Rather than going to Rodeo Drive, I would go to Kenneth Hahn Park, the biggest hidden gem in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. I would say rather than going to Universal City Walk, I would go to downtown LA and walk around to the Broad Museum. Which is right next to the Disney Concert Hall. Yep. You go down Angels Landing, which is the the trolley. Yep. And you can you can take the trolley down, or you can take the stairs down, and you go to Grand Central Market, and that's where you get your amazing dinner. That is a good night out downtown oh. LA. Have a meal at Grand Central Market, and then afterwards you can go to the uh, rooftop restaurant, which I believe is called the Perch. You're up over Pershing Square, and you can see all of Los Angeles. Wait, is that where we went? See, I know what I'm Gerald doing. Gerald took me to the perch. I know what I'm doing. And I the was perch like, is cool, right? Yeah, it was cool. And I don't really, I don't go downtown LA. So I didn't know downtown all LA the awesome. places. But we went to the perch and it was really cool. Yeah, Pershing Square is cool. You take a one block, you go one block in the wrong direction. And you're in <laughs> row. Which is something to see, you know, um, I gave a friend a tour of Los Angeles, a car tour. Oh, wow. And, you yeah, did. I, I, gave, I took her to In-N-Out because she never had an In-N-Out burger. Oof. Okay, nice. We went through Rodeo Drive because she wanted to see it, but I took her up into uh, you know, Mulholland Drive. We went down to Silver Lake, which is a whole different world. I took her to downtown LA, and then I took her to Skid Row. I'm like, I want to. I drove her through Skid Row. I'm like, check it out. This is real. And it is, it is a bizarre phenomenon. And then after yeah. Skid Row... I took her back to Venice and we ate at Cafe Gratitude. <laughs> Such a weird like dichotomy. Sure, you that's gave a full so tour. This, that, that is the real LA, man. That's a, Both that's a little sides. bit of everything. I know. Yeah. 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 Like Skid Row is that's we that's a whole other subject, but yeah. What about uh running stores? Do you have one? <laughs> you know, top to top closed. Yeah, you know, I've always been the guy who like had a pair of running uh, board shorts, and those were my running shorts. <laughs> and I just like have my t-shirt, my board shorts, and you know, put on my Asics, and I'm I'm set. I'm so simple. Um, I don't even go. I just you know, I'll get a shoes at Big Five. That's so not the answer you're looking for. No, Although no I have but it's keeping it real. That, keeping it yes. real. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I started running is um, I thought they were so dorky when i first saw them the hoka running shoes I, they're huge they're, people love hoka no, but they're literally huge with the giant yes. you know, oh, yeah oh yeah they're like this yeah and 
um, I, I try to pair on. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally like them. And Hoka is like based like in Southern California. It's like is Santa Barbara. Yeah, it's thing. like what is the town right above there where this uh, campus is? Galita. Galita. Yeah. Are there in Galita? Galita. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, what about by the oh, way we forgot to talk about places to stay, a hotel or a little place that you know of in LA to stay. Um, there's some great little Airbnbs right off roads. Look, I keep going back to my neighborhood because that's what I know. Yeah, it's perfect. Um gosh, that's a hard one. What do you tell people where to stay in LA? There is like a little small boutique hotel right before you hit the beach at the end of Rose. There's like a a uh, the Venice Ale House is on one side of the street. Yep. It's right. Like you walk out and you can be on the beach in like 30 seconds. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anytime you look, a lot of people come and they sit Lowe's and shutters and all that because it's right by the beach. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of like um, Santa Monica's, you know, Disneyland, like the obvious place to go. And it's going to be pretty cool. And I always think the, the Airbnb is kind of cool. I always thought it'd be kind of fun for a couple like you to get a babysitter for the weekend and have a downtown LA, you know, go stay at the W downtown or something and just spend the weekend walking around downtown. You hear that, Gerald Mitchell? You hear that, Gerald? I do. <laughs> I do. No, I do. And <laughs> you're we, like, that we idea. actually, we did that like very truncated. Like I think our first year anniversary, we uh, went to the hotel where I proposed, which was downtown LA, but it doesn't it, count. We have to do it now that we yes. have kids. Yes, that, that is the, that is the really joy of it. really yes. to get away. <laughs> but if you guys wanted a weekend away, I think it would be more fun. If you're, you you might as well just go to San Diego or Santa Barbara. Yeah. That would be really kind of, really fun. I know. Like, both of places have great running. Both of them. And like to hop down to like La Jolla or yeah. something is so beautiful. Yeah. We have a lot of options. Yeah. For you guys, both though, Santa Barbara's got amazing running. Like oh. Hope Ranch to Santa Barbara. Yeah. I mean, we've had so many good memories. You and I, the team, yep. and just so fun. Beautiful. We've had two people from Santa yeah. Barbara on the show so far. So you've you covered it never one. gets old. What was that? You've had other people from other gauchos? Well, actually, Technically, oh, yes. we've had Shayla. Shayla Houlihan Shayla. Yeah. is oh. the men and women's head coach for cross country and track at Santa Barbara. And we had her on the show. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And they did really well. The men won the conference this past season for cross country. And then we had a trail runner on Jeffrey Stern. Jeffrey Stern. Thank you. We had Jeffrey Stern on this past summer. He's a big trail runner and a coach up in Santa Barbara. So we've had some good people. Hmm. Isn't it amazing the bonds from, from our running years, like at the last art show I had, you and a couple Julie and a couple other gauchos showed up and it's like so touching to see people that I've been friends with for that long and we still have and then you know some of these people I cannot see them for one year and you don't miss a beat because we've run so we've run thousands of miles together like I talked to Alan Roberts the other day I'm like hey man said something about like I haven't seen you like it's been like a year he's like dude we got thousands of miles behind us he said yeah you know, he, he put, he's like, we're, we're always good. We're we just pick good. up, right? I'm like, yeah, he's, it's kind of cool. That's the same with us. Like if we don't see you for a while, I mean, like then COVID happened, but then it's never, it never changes. And we just pick up right where we left off. Yeah. Um. Okay, Gus. So if you, we're going to end this with a question that we like to ask all of our guests. Um, and this is funny because we talked a little bit about tra- your travels. I know. But if you could run anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? You're kind of like asking me where I want to go traveling. <laughs> so everywhere I go traveling, I go for a run. Um, <laughs> I can say something philosophical. Like, I'd like to be able to go to, in a run in Ukraine because it would be peaceful. Oh, man. You know, like, for example, I think our parents might have this thing of being shocked you know when they kind of have a moment when we tell them like yeah i'd love to go to vietnam so awesome vietnam is awesome and i'm asking the question one day where will our kids say hey dad i'm going to uh baghdad for the weekend like really like oh yeah baghdad's awesome you know so i hope that one day like you know so that's kind of a no, that's surreal to say that. That, that. was an interesting yeah, way to put I, it, man. I know. That's, that's um, the two places thoughtful. I have in, in my mind, I want to go to Colombia. I've, I've been all over South America, never been to Colombia. 
Uh, and I want, so I want to go there and do some, I would like to run and make art there. And then really randomly, I want to go to the country. I want to go to Georgia. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, hey, um, Gus, Julie yeah. just went to, um, Columbia. Julie so you did? should, you should, yeah, Julie did. Um, yeah. and her sister did too. And I can pick their brains, but I have a couple, there's a, a pair of artists there who are interested in collaborating with me, both in Bogota. So nice. I might go there, do a little collaborating, and then go to some of the other places and see what happens. That sounds amazing. Nice. I might be there next week. We don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> send us a photo. Like, yeah. Instagram us a photo, man. Because I might be in Burbank week. next week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gus, this is so fun. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us and giving everybody a peek inside your amazing, eclectic life. It's so awesome. And if they want to take a peek, where can we find you? Or they want to call you and buy a painting. Tell oh, us. People can see my work. Okay, on Instagram, it's Gus Harper Art. My website is gusharperart.com. Uh, I guess that's it, right? Yeah. That, and we'll, yeah, put it all, we'll put it all in the show notes, everyone. Cool. Gus Harper, runner extraordinaire, traveler amazing extraordinaire. painter, and yeah, traveler extraordinaire. Thanks so much. Bye, right, guys. Friends. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right. Bye. Later. Gus, thanks so much for coming on the show. Dude, you are the epitome of running. I think this is the first time the entire show was about running and travel while we talked about you and your personal journey, as well as your beloved city of Los Angeles. I hope everyone listening was able to take away a little bit of what it looks like to take the path less traveled and enjoy the run on each leg of the journey. Everyone, follow Gus Harper at Gus Harper Art on Instagram and at GusHarperArt.com. Come follow us at Sweet Run, Nat Runs Far, and on SweetRun.com. A big thanks again to our sponsor, Inside Tracker. Use the code SweetRun to take 25% off of everything they have to offer. Use it for yourself or an awesome gift. A big thanks to our friends at Inside Tracker. Are you guys enjoying the Sweet Run podcast? We would love it if you would take a moment to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any platform that you listen to our show on. It would help us to get our content out to new listeners and help to grow our show. Go ahead and push the button. Leave us a rating and review. We would so appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys. Join us next week for another great conversation with an awesome runner living in a great location. We'll see you then. We will see you then.